0: You could just turn your like mic arm into a boom mic and just have it hover over your bed. So you're just lying straight down. And the video would be like directly from above of your face on the pillow, but it's just right above your mouth. So you're just closing your eyes, chatting with us.
1: <laughs> I could do that. I could swing this arm over the bed right here.
2: I would, I would, I think that would be wore like a pod from bed. Yeah. Potty a bed, from a, a yeah. bed cast.
0: Welcome to Footy Fellas. welcome to Footy Fellas, coming at you from Chicago and Minnesota. We're Gonna be talking soccer, talking life, playing games, playing mind games. We got a little something for you. If you haven't yet, throw us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube at Footy Fellas Pod. F o o t y Fellas Pod. This episode is brought to you by Grunge Sponge. They actually told me to to roar for the bonus, so I hope they're listening. I'm terrified. That was great. (laughs) Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about recent events in international footy, so both Olympic and World Cup qualifying. What's going on? Who the major players are? Some surprises so far, and just bantering about some of the storylines coming out of the first few weeks of qualifying, some U.S. action you don't want to miss and some European and Asian, and South American action, you also don't want to miss. So lock lot going on in the world of international
2: football. Football. Foujbol. Icey can you hit us all the other languages, how they say it. Scoujbol. Yeah, it's Turkey.
0: <laughs> so That was Turkey. <laughs> so right. it's a different word in literally every single country? Every country. I think so. I thought that was going to be Italian. Scoujbol. Foul, foul. All right. Before we Zeus Ball get ourselves in trouble, Let's, let's uh let's start off by talking NFTs. <laughs> since I know you both have studied these extensively, non-fungible tokens. Yes. And without getting into too many of the X's and O's, ones and zeros for all you non-blockchain focused kids. Right. Because we're experts. Yep. I just want to talk generally about non-fungible tokens and more so direct our attention to what we would put up online. Mm -hmm. You might've seen that tweets have been selling for millions of dollars. Jack Dorsey's first tweet, CEO of Twitter, his first tweet sold for two point something million dollars. People are putting up art that's selling for a lot of money on cryptocurrency websites. So it can really be anything. You can think outside the box. I'm curious. I'm going to put each of us on the spot and we're going to have to put something up for auction online. Something that might sell for more than its value because it's so unique, because Mm -hmm. it's so rare. Mm -hmm. And while you both are thinking, I want to I want to put up for auction our first unreleased Footy Fellas podcast episode. Wow, dang, that's big money right there. It has been it, it was unreleased. It was yep. a practice episode on our part, right? Almost a year ago, a little over a year ago, right? And we didn't even know what the name of the podcast was going to be at that point, which has to add some value.
2: That's big. What, what do what you, did you listen to it recently? Do you remember hearing anything?
0: It's over an hour long. We talked a lot about Fantasy Premier League. We played some games that we still play today, which adds that kind of you know, unique, old-timey value to it because it's some pieces have carried on and some pieces are obviously a relic of the past. So I think we could put that up for like a million buckaroos. That's easy, Mom. Easy. Yeah. 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 No-brainer. Just to add on for who our buyer would be, either a multi-billion dollar oil tycoon... Or a really passionate soccer journalist who just wants to support people in the soccer community, such as ourselves in the footy community. So it has to be digital, right? It has to be, yeah. There has to be a digital component of it that someone can buy online and then own that
2: copy of it. All right, hear me out. I don't know if this is legal, but that little snippet we have of of the Footy fellow logo dropping down and bouncing back the animated feature of that mm. i'm putting that up Ooh, that putting sucks. that up as an nft because i feel like i don't know if that i don't know if it's a good idea for us i wonder if like we we actually need to own that outright that's a bad idea
0: but it's like someone buying half of our like buying shares in our company if they buy
2: that nft yeah pretty much yeah which again a billion dollar company so yeah that's big money
1: I would. Uh, I'm kind of sticking with the same theme here, and I'm just checking before I say something I might regret.
0: <laughs> just checking all of our patents. You're just filing through our physical patents you've been keeping in your your office. Yeah, yeah. Making sure we're we're technically owning all of this before we sell it, right? Exactly. Okay. I would
1: put our first Instagram post as an NFT. Wow. And what was it? It's our yeah. old footy fella. It's a picture of Spotify, old Footy Fella logo in episode one.
2: Wow. Wow. That's epic stuff.
0: That's a throwback. I'm I'm just gonna check it out right now. I can feel the tears
2: welling up in my eyes. <laughs> so really quick story while while thinking through those. I had a great, really late night um conversation with an Uber driver whilst in LA this past week where they were Oh yeah, it's like that. It's that image of the, the soccer old field. Spotify image. Yeah, before we had our own our own brand. It's a deep cut; only the true fans would understand. Um. Anyway, really quickly, this guy. So it's like two in the morning, so I don't know how accurate this was, but this guy was really pushing a place called Decentraland. I don't know if you guys have heard this at all. I think it's Decentraland, whatever. Um. But was hyping up how you know you buy real estate. Online, you're literally buying online real estate, and how this this area, Decentraland, I think is the name. You know, plots of land were originally thirty bucks, now they're up to fifty eight hundred, and people genuinely go and spend money to stay in these you know made up apartments in Decentraland, and how um, recently because of NFTs, people have yes been buying art. But then taking that art and then creating art galleries in Decentraland, so so which then connected those two worlds for me. Thinking, holy, sheesh, holy cow! <laughs> like there's actually like I could now see the point of owning these this art and stuff is like wow. You could then have it in your own virtual world where there's then this you know material represent, representation of it and then the and then the actual you know virtual component. That's yeah
1: that, that's why it's like sims in real life
0: like totally people are buying
1: real sims stuff <laughs> or what about what
0: about ready player one have either of you seen that movie totally no totally where people are just going to put on vr headsets in their own homes and that's going to become the way they explore the world then it'll be people oh. displaying digital art and playing you know playing games where you're actually using your body to move to race against each other and win tokens and use those tokens on real life things it's
2: nuts we were talking we were talking uh, again one of those late night conversations with with folk and about the concept of you know hitting a world which doesn't feel too far away where people can it's harder to tell to distinguish the difference between watching a video game fifa and then live fifa and once we've hit that point if that's point even possible let's say it say it is does then the value of a real life player start to devalue? You know, then do they like, is entertainment people are not, they don't really care about watching them in stadiums. They care about watching the people, you know, the virtual people who could maybe more customize their outfits and do things that are a little, you know, just on steroids, essentially. Like it's a cooler maybe venue. Um, it's it just, and so coming back to the the NFT world and virtual real estate, all this to say, guys, wild. if we if we pool our money, I think we could get a nice condo in Decentraland, and <laughs> yeah, who knows? That could really pop up.
0: So instead of selling our Footy Fellas Instagram post first episode, whatever, we just put it up on our wall, and visitors of our condo could then view it or listen to it and mm-hmm. kind of hang out. There we go.
2: Exactly. That's <laughs> why hub. they would come. That's why Footy Fellas come. Hub, yeah. Footy Hub, Foot Hub. That, all right. It's not good Oh wait, no, wait, of. no wait, it exists already. No, <laughs> yeah. <never mind. laughs> yeah, definitely don't check that one out. Footgov, foot, foot, foothub.gov. You know that one's good. We're good. We can use that one.
0: We can <laughs> go with the .gov. All right. Enough NFTs for now, even though they'll be taking over the world tomorrow. So you better have taken that pretty seriously if you're listening. But we're gonna we're gonna jump on over to something else pretty serious and a little fun, which is what's going on in the world of football. Icy, take us through last week today. All right, Tony, hit the music. As everyone
1: or most of you know, we've got the men's and women's March Madness college basketball tournaments happening right now. That's arguably taking over a lot of screen time for a lot of folks. Uh, also, got to shout out the Frozen Four college hockey tournament that is also going on. Uh, so, some non soccer b- tournaments that are definitely all over. Uh, Television right now. But in soccer, uh, it is international break, so all domestic leagues have had a longer than normal break. Uh, We will discuss the international competitions and results later in this episode, so I won't spoil the fun now. In the Women's Super League, the race for the top of the table is tantalizingly close. Chelsea beat Aston Villa earlier today 2-0 to maintain a two-point lead over Manchester City, who also won their game against Reading yesterday 1-0. Shout out to U.S. National star Kristen Press, who scored for Manchester United yesterday in their 2-0 win over West Ham. In NWSL news, preseason matches started early in the month of March as teams are preparing for the opening tournament of the season the nwsl challenge cup which starts april 9th and in mls news teams are playing in scrimmages and friendlies against each other and usl teams as they prepare for their own season kickoff on april seventeenth. um quick shout out just for upcoming sports uh mlb uh, that's baseball here in the united states that the league kicks off on april 1st so that's just right around the corner We've also got the Masters Golf Tournament coming up, as well as Champions League. First leg of these final eight teams is next two weeks away. And there, that's
0: your last week today. A lot of sports around the corner. A lot of sports. Tons. Even the dog's excited, if you can hear that. The dog in the building. Excited for all the sports to come. It's great that women's soccer can take a bit of the spotlight right now with the EPL quieting down and uh, some other men's football leagues, but just international. Some of those women's leagues like the NWSL coming up challenge cup and the WSL can, can steal some of the spotlight, which is awesome. And then have more of a, more of a main stage than they normally do. Yep. Definitely. We're excited too. We might be involved in some challenge cup banter, some talk collabing with the women's soccer show. So we're pretty excited about that to both watch Challenge Cup, talk about it with people that really know what's going on, big fans of the sport, and potentially have them chit-chat about it on on our pod as well going forward in April. So keep an eye and an ear out for that. Keep an ear out for our sponsors because they make this all possible. Without them, we'd be a little pile of rubble in Decentraland. But we're not. We're real beings, real humans with real feelings. And for that reason... We're going to get to our sponsor. And after that, we will be chatting international footy as promised. So get excited.
2: If you're like me, you get really bored really quickly when doing the dishes. It's always grab the boring old dirty plate and turn on the boring old faucet. Then grab that boring old sponge and put some boring soap on it. And uh, just boring, boring, boring. Well, No longer do you guys have to deal with the monotonous drag of dish cleaning thanks to the good people at GRUNGE SPONGE. Squeeze the sponge and instant classics from Nirvana, Pearl Jam, or Soundgarden. Blast out the patented flexi-speakers. Instead of banging your head in frustration, you'll be headbanging in exultation. If you're a grunge fanatic like us, you'll be itching to clean any and everything with the GRUNGE SPONGE. (laughs) Dishes? Oh, yeah. Tables? Uh-huh. Dishes again? Why not? Grunch sponge! It's only for those who are down to rock or those who have $12.99. Grunch sponge! Soak in the sound.
1: I, you know, I, I like the ad. Well made, well delivered, Jones. Kudos to you. Fantastic job. Thanks, um, I do question the usability of the sponge when you're when you're washing dishes you know you usually kind of like grip the sponge kind of right. hard and you know elbow grease in there yeah yeah yeah. is that going to change the song every time you do a little extra scrubbing yeah so am i
2: just constantly changing songs no that's a good point so the flexi speakers patented flexi speakers the way they work in the Grunge sponge is they 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 actually adhere to the way that you're bending it so uh, if anything it's the insane uh, acoustics that they've managed to um uh, calculate in a sync. Allow for those those sounds to resonate off of those curves so that you hear, um, you know, what sounds do you like? Normal grunge Oof. music. So no no issues there. So what I've been told. Okay.
0: You're telling our listeners they could basically become sync DJs
2: mm-hmm. for the small price of twelve ninety nine. Yes, absolutely. The one so the one caveat, the one issue, uh, is the flexi speakers. They're not waterproof. Mm. Yeah. So let's uh, pause, let's
0: pause for a <laughs> sec yeah like does this mean you need to be washing your dishes with oil right or right you know lithium right. like what other substance are we supposed to use aside from water?
2: well, if you don't have vibranium or unobtainium or <laughs> platinum um yeah, you probably have to rely on other elements of the periodic table but um hmm. yeah it's it's a dry sponge. I think is kind of the way I would think about it.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I th- I, so they're, they're kind of competing with those folks over at uh, Mercury Sponge that you have to use mercury <laughs> to uh, wash your dishes. Right, right. from the good In a way, Of right. up,
2: up nitrogen sponge, right, and, and hydrogen. Right, all right. All those guys, yeah. All those companies just live off fine print. Like they make a killing off the fine print. Right, exactly, exactly. Because the fine print also says things like, not only does this not work the way you want, but you also owe us twice the amount. And so you, yeah. then you have to pony it up later. Yeah, because you have twice the amount. Right, because you have now you have a lot more of it than you did before. Yeah, That's how that works. Just that's it's basic math, guys. I don't have to walk you through that it's one. Basic sync math, right? <laughs> so, are you buying this icy? Have
0: you placed an order? <laughs> well, uh, the Grunge Company has uh, sent me
1: five thousand seventy-three sponges. Um, so they're in our warehouse, you know, our footy fellow warehouse here, and I'm looking to distribute them. So, I've got uh, uh, what's her? Miss Sally's fifth grade class coming through to help um, distribute these grunge sponges to their their parents.
0: So this is a uh, this is a pyramid scheme of sorts. Not not by grunge sponges. We won't put them on the spot, but from us to get others to sell grunge
2: company materials because like the grunge sponge is only one of the the items they sent us right guys have we been just taking people's products and selling them and keeping the profit is that is that what we've been doing is that how this only is for some things oh my oh, okay things. okay because i've not been doing that
1: you know i don't know how how functional 5073 sponges will be for us so we can keep five i think that that's a, that's a good number
2: if but... you if you press down on all of them at once that's a concert think about about that
0: miss sally's class is gonna love that (laughs) this is this is somehow this morphs into the plot of school of rock like this was the alternative version they wrote and decided the script wasn't as strong as the reason for needing to form a band or the reason for becoming a band this was the other possibility exactly but grunge sponge didn't pay enough
2: not nearly enough
0: and both schools and rock and roll did and we're all profiting because of it we're all profiting. Yeah. It's top five movie of all time. Let's get into some international footy. Thank you, Grunge Sponge. Everybody, rock out with your Grunge Sponge. I didn't even do it well. Can you ready? Everyone, rock out with your Grunge Sponge. Twelve ninety nine. International footy. Let's start with Olympic qualifying that is taking place right now for the U.S. U twenty three team. Because it's U twenty three players plus a couple of exceptions. They get you into the uh, Olympics this upcoming year if they are, they still happen in 2021 in Japan. Uh, but the U.S. is fighting for a spot. And later tonight, the day of recording, that hasn't happened yet, but they're playing Honduras in the semifinals of that Olympic qualifying. If they win that game and go to the finals, they automatically get one of these spots into the Olympics, which would be very exciting once Olympics roll around. If you're not paying attention yet. So hopefully they pull together. But it's a lot of cool names, a lot of guys you haven't seen as much. I mean, it's younger guys. It's U23. It's not Pulisic or Sergio Sergino Dest or some others that are playing right now for the uh, full national team, playing some friendlies. So it's a lot of new names. And they beat Costa Rica 1-0. They beat Dominican Republic 4-0. Then they lost to Mexico 1-0. So it's been quite the ride already. Curious to hear either of your thoughts if you've heard people talking about the games, caught any of the action,
2: seen any of the players. I was fortunate enough to um, watch oh, some highlights guys. I'm I'm really I'm, I'm probably not as as informed as I should be. Uh, did did you mention U.S. playing Jamaica? Was that qualifying or was that different? That was, that that's, was the that's the national full national team. Okay. team playing okay. friendlies. Yeah, okay, because that team looked good. <laughs> yeah, that team looked really good. Uh, so if you want to if you want to wax poetic on that for a second, that works too. I so very quickly the full the full national team's looking uh, very nice. I I've been I, I'll say I'll, I'll I'll be a skeptic of that team a pessimist. Um, that, you know, a lot of these guys might be a little overhyped. They're just young and they're not going to have the um, the actual ability to to beat on beat teams like they theoretically on paper should. But wow, um, uh, the Jamaica highlights alone are, are really impressive and not, not like Jamaica had brought perhaps the the best team. But um, just I mean, Serginio Dest goes off, has an incredible game, scores a wonder goal. I think that was Jamaica. Maybe a different. Yeah, you no, that, first, that was Jamaica. But- um, and, uh, I, all around just Brendan Aronson, like, you know, just, uh, Gio Reyna, all these guys were really showing that they've, they've got some really, really good quality. And I, I, I not know if I was overhyping that just one game cause it's Jamaica. Um, and again, I don't know the quality of that Jamaica team. It didn't, they didn't seem too, too good. So I don't know, but, um, yeah, I'm going to sit back cause I really am not as involved, but I just had to jump in that. Cause when you said Serginho Dest, like wasn't on the Olympic qualifying time. Like, what do you mean? He scored a great goal, but that's okay. All right. Backing away. Icy, what do you think?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, back to the U23 men's team. Uh, thanks to Eli for actually bringing this to my attention. A rising star on MNUFC, Hassani Dotson scored two goals against Dominican Republic in their 4-0 win. Um, so... I have like like you, Jones, I haven't watched too many of these games um, or seen many highlights, but I did watch Hassani Dotson's goals given his MNUFC UFC um, relevance. And so very nice to see that. Very cool. I didn't I didn't realize he was on, you know, the the national or the Olympic team uh, serving so, you know, the, the fighting for the Olympic team. So very cool to see. It gets me even more excited for the upcoming MLS
0: season. 100% and there's actually a good mix now with their team of players playing in the MLS like Dotson like Jesus Ferreira who's a striker on the team that bagged their only goal in the win against uh the win against Costa Rica he plays for FC Dallas which obviously a lot of players have gotten deals out of moved abroad um gone to other teams so him and then there's also some players uh that are playing partially in the full US national teams with a lot of players now that are playing in like Norwich, you know, not just the Pulisic, Reina uh Des of the world, but Soto, who's playing for Norwich, uh, DK, who is bossing it for Barnley, Barnsley, and got like championship player of the month named on that team, which is sick. Um some others on the U-23 team, a guy we're more familiar with, Ewell, Jackson Ewell on the Earthquakes, who is captaining the team and is a stud has played for the full team, full you know U.S. national teams, also playing with this U-23 team. Um, and Ochoa, in goal, who I haven't seen much of before this or heard much of before this, um, but he made some killer stops and his highlights were great uh, against Dominican Republic and Costa Rica so far. So they didn't stack up against Mexico, lost 1-0. They looked fine against Costa Rica. It'll be a real test against Honduras tonight to see if they can – qualify for the Olympics, which would be huge. Cause then I assume they will pull in some of the other, you know, players that are under 23, like Pulisic, Reina, some of the other studs that can
2: combine with this team. That's building chemistry right now. Yeah. I love that. It's really, really uh, encouraging when, when you have, there, there's kind of that level that, um, uh, you know, I guess you, you look, I, I let's call it Michael Jordan effect, whatever. When you, you pull that player into a team, um, who just raises everybody else's ability. Um, And, and you, you have these players on the national team, like the Pulisic of the world and the McKinney's and all those guys who start to level up and and give inspiration and, and help kind of lift the locker room for everybody else just by being there and their work ethic. And then that, you know, when you look at national teams that then trickles down into those, those younger teams. And, and, you know, we're, we're working towards a world cup with a lot of guys who are yes a little unknown but they're also becoming household names they are they are starting to grow um and it's just so it's so wonderful guys i'm just feeling good about it man i'm feeling real good about it when you're when you're able to look at a u20 what three roster and and you're actually hyped about some guys on that team i mean i'd be remiss
0: too if i didn't mention georgie
2: (laughs) let me try and guess who i was gonna mention Georgie, my boy Georgie, Mihalovich.
0: Mihailovich, yep, definitely Mihailovich. A couple of defenders too. Uh, Kessler on the New England Revolution, who was a stud last season in MLS, and I've seen a lot of chatter about on the Instagram MLS world. Um, and then also Mauricio Pineda, who yeah. is a Chicago, Chicago Fireboy. Hell yeah. Um, so a lot of MLS representation, like you both said, for the US, and and hopefully they'll make it through and qualify for the Olympics, but... The the full national team also beat Northern Ireland today two to one, goals from Reyna and Pulisic on a pen. Let's go. So they're just they're rolling along, just getting better. Gonna have to watch those highlights later. Yeah. Let's go. Getting better. Yeah, same. So, um... Let's talk Europe. Let's talk Europe a little bit. Let's talk uh, World Cup qualifiers. Switching gears, they happen somewhat early relative to 2022 so it's always an interesting thing where you got to kind of follow along to know who to expect will be in the world cup final jones do you want to read out some of the uh just kind of how that works give people a sense of what to expect with these qualifiers who makes up the groups and then ultimately who goes through because once you're looking at the standings like all right what does this mean for my country or other countries i am a fan of their players want
2: to see them play have friends from those countries let, let the people know what's going on so it's always a fascinating tournament um, where uh, you very quickly kind of lose the significance. I think I think something to keep in mind when it comes to World Cup qualifying is it's such a serious, serious um, event, and it always gets put on the back burner. It just kind of happens. It gets bucketed into exhibition-friendly games. You don't really think of just how critical it is and how emotional it is. Um, but it it does trickle. It comes out of nowhere. It feels an almost a little preemptive. It's not really on your radar. Um, but it's essentially two rounds. and the first round is a bunch of group stage games. You have roughly ten groups about with roughly five to six teams within each group. Um, and then they play each other in a round robin format. and the top team of the group automatically qualifies for the World Cup. and then if you f- come in second place in your group, then you are then shifted into the second round of this tournament, which is a which is, like back-to-back single leg elimination games. So, you know, in theory, then you've got like three different tracks of um, ways that you can get into, into the, into the world cup. Um, and as it stands, um, there's a lot of interesting results. I think there's a lot of tables that you wouldn't say are really fully fleshed out. Cause I think only two games perhaps on average have been played across, across all of these games. Um, but um, but there's been some some hot results. I feel like this past week, um, notably in, in in Portugal, with our boy Cristiano Ronaldo having a little temper tantrum, got a little angry because because uh, another big storyline here, no VAR, and no goal line technology, which almost feels like how is goal line technology not even in the in the mix? Which is weird, very weird.
0: What do you see? What happened in the Portugal game? I see. I did not, but.
1: Quick shout-out to Diego Jota, who scored the two goals. Are you talking about Serbia? Yeah. Is it the Serbia game? Dude, Diego Jota, look, I'm going to just say it now. He's top five for me right now,
0: <laughs> player. I mean, this dude, he's so underrated. I think arguably most underrated player. All right, I'm done. Criminally underrated. I agree with you. I thought of you and thought the same thing when I saw that he scored both goals for Portugal. And their side is stacked. Like Portugal is absolutely a team to watch out for in the upcoming World Cup, even with an aging Ronaldo who's still obviously scoring tons of goals, not what he used to be, but their front line being Diego Jota, Ronaldo, and Bernardo Silva. And then in the middle, you have Bruno Fernandes, Oliveira, and Pereira from Leicester, I think. Yep. Nuts. And as long as their defense is solid, you even have Cancelo from Man City in the back line, Cedric, Ruben Diaz, like mm-hmm. the City connection. Mm-hmm. They're going to be so strong. But what happened this past week? Two to two. Portugal had a chance in extra uh, in uh, injury time, like right at the end of the game. Ronaldo got past the keeper, clipped it towards the goal. It rolled slowly towards the goal, and a defender slid to to clear it. But it very clearly went over the line by a couple of spaces in the TV screen, where you could see the full ball went over the line, and so Ronaldo freaked out went up to the sideline official, was screaming in his face, got a yellow card for his troubles, but they didn't count it a goal, so finished 2-2 two, two in a draw. Pretty nuts. Bananas. Oh, my God, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> what the
1: heck? <laughs> what are, what, wait, this is the World Cup, the tournament of tournaments in, in all of world sports. How is there not goal line technology? And Look, I understand the VAR, maybe not using VAR, but goal line technology is very uh, binary. Yes or no? <laughs>
0: Did it go over the line? Totally. Totally. What is,
1: what, who made that decision?
0: Another big result for Turkey, who two, two games in a row now, they beat the Netherlands 4-2 to two, and then beat Norway 3-0. to zero. And I was at a summer camp like years ago, 10, 12 years ago, and met this kid from Turkey named Sinan. Really nice guy. We were both much younger. I guess it was even longer than 10 years ago. Um, but he was a crazy soccer fan, huge soccer fanatic. And at the time, Turkey was fine. You know, they've always been like, had some some players, some guys that were playing in major leagues. But as a country, they never did anything too serious. Um, and I was just checking 2018 World Cup qualifying. I think they finished fourth in their group behind Iceland, Croatia, Ukraine. Held their own, did fine, but didn't make it. And right now they're on top of their group with two wins over Norway.
2: And the Netherlands, which is not not small fish. No, those are I, with those wins. I, I remember seeing the highlights. I, I watched the highlights of the the Turkey Netherlands game, thinking, okay like now that you've taken down arguably the top two teams you you'd imagine Norway and, and Netherlands I'm trying to remember who else is in that group are are got to be your your 1 2 if not one two three. absolutely i mean the other teams in the group are Montenegro Latvia and Gibraltar okay okay well so those are the three teams fighting it out Gibraltar might be in the mix but aside from that <laughs> it's 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 absolute bananas you got to you got to feel hyped for these guys and it's clearly not a fluke if they're coming in and 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 hammering these teams it's one thing to, to eke, eke out a little a little win but um, Turkey, man, they're doing it. They're riding. Shout out that to makes the, you, which then makes you wonder is Holland's not going to be playing? You know, I see what I did there. Holland. Is Holland's oh, not going to be playing? Oh, whoa. Holland uh-huh. is, connects Norway and uh-huh. Netherlands. Yeah, there we go.
1: What are you going to say? I see. Shout out to the Gibraltar team. Gosh darn it, dude. We've got a tiny speck. If folks don't know where Gibraltar is, a tiny speck of land owned by technically the British, the bottom of uh, Spain. And, um, you know, it's basically a big rock. Where are they even playing soccer in Gibraltar? Like, why are they kicking, the, kicking rocks around on top of a bigger rock? Love it. Love it. And they're doing just as you would expect. Yeah, I was
0: going to say, unfortunately, they're being treated as such. It's <laughs> yeah, treating as they, how you just described them. They have one goal, for seven against. Lost the first two games. Dang. Love love it. Love it. So it's still early in qualifying. Like Joan said, only two games maximum that any team has played uh, out of the 10 they'll end up playing but looking at some of the 2018 qualifying teams teams that actually played in that world cup iceland already is bottom of their group oh oh and two which people love the story of iceland so hopefully they can figure out a way to turn things around and get the viking clap back on the world stage (laughs) i was wondering how loud that was going to be uh england's on top of their group good for england so maybe it'll be it's time it's coming home Who knows? Maybe it's 2022 Russia on top who were good last world cup Mm -hmm. in Russia.
2: Fun, fun, fun fact about Russia. The, the Russian Federation, um, was, was, was excluded. I believe, uh, from, from like competitive sport competition. That's redundant, but competition in sport by some governing doping agency, right? Back in like 2019, which then transcends for like four years and implicates the world cup. However, it's the world cups, you know, FIFA's body organization body is the one who's allowed to deem whether the team can actually compete and play in games. So a fun technical thing to keep in the back mind, back of your mind. If Russia goes on and wins the whole thing, I'm just saying they're all doping. <laughs> You're dear here first. Any teams
0: I see any teams you enjoyed watching last world cup, just personal favorites or, or players on them that you just loved following? You know, thanks to thanks to Jones, actually,
1: I was I was looking at France. I was paying a lot of attention to France um, early on because Jones was super stoked about them. Let's go. Um, oh, let's go, G-A-U-X-X-X-X-X-X-X. Pick the winner, pick the winner. You know, I have to say I was very impressed with, oh God, I'm going to forget the name. It wasn't Czech Republic, Croatia yeah uh it was Croatia, Croatia. they were they're were very good and definitely surprised me that they could could have such a strong squad and make it to the final
0: so right they made it the final yeah yep they we'll see France. if they can if they can follow up on that success they, they still have an aging Modric in the middle and a bunch of other players who showed out last world cup that are just slightly older and, and some young guns who I'm not as familiar with but We'll see if they can do it. We'll see if France can hold on and continue their dominance. They have basically the same lineup uh, starring Mbappe, who's only gotten better since then, three years older and much better, which is scary to think about, and just strong all around the full lineup. They still have studs playing in all the major leagues all around the world. So I don't know who's going to stop France. No. Maybe Belgium. Maybe. right.
2: right. Belgium's, I think they're still number one seed in the world, if I'm not mistaken, Um, according to FIFA rankings, which – feels a little a little over um overhyped but uh they they definitely feel like one of those aging teams that can still put down anyone any second yeah my money right now early gotta be France gotta be yeah I was
1: I was uh I came across the Belgium Czech Republic game yesterday and was just on it watching a little bit for a couple minutes and I was thinking, you know, I think Belgium's number one. And I'm looking, okay, they got Lukaku. I hear De Bruyne. I'm like, oh, yeah, De Bruyne, nice. <laughs> and then I keep listening, oh, Tielemans, nice. Wow, they got uh, a little bit of squat. And then they named, um, I'm going to Vertongen. Yeah, I think that's yep, that yep. Tottenham. I was like, oh, my God, Vertongen. Wow, this team is uh, actually quite stacked. So, yeah, they're stacked. I think they had a pretty, I think they had a poor result yesterday, 1-1 against Czech Republic, but
0: couple of other key storylines I want to get your guys' thoughts on. First, Ibrahimović announcing that he is coming out of retirement for international football, joining the Sweden squad. Sweden, Sweden squad. Sweden I don't squad. know why that was so hard to say. Sweden. And he played, he didn't score, but he played in their first game a win over Georgia. Country, not the state. Not the, yeah, state. Yeah, you got it. No, you're, you're really. All right, like all over the place yeah. right now. Uh, but he's playing again against Kosovo. What do you
2: think about Ibra? Coming out of retirement, Jones. I think it's desperation. I think it's a sign that Sweden is not looking good for the future. If, if he's informed, don't get me wrong. He, you definitely want a guy like that in your roster. But um, um, I think, I think at this stage and the way these teams kind of go, you really want the the core of the team to be built around players who are going to be there for the forthcoming tournament um, and not reliant or overly reliant on a player who very well may not be there whatsoever. Um, and maybe he's not showing signs of slowing down. Maybe he will be there, but I feel like, uh, at least with the U S for example, they, the, you know, Berhalter made it a really intentional call to cut a lot of the older, more seasoned veterans because this team that's building its own identity now needs to, to focus on, on those players and solely those players. And, um, even if that means sacrificing potential talent, so mixed, it's exciting. He's a character. You know, everyone wins when neutral fans win, but I don't know if I don't know if Sweden really actually will, uh, metaphorically and literally.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, you made a good point there, Jones, about Sweden's lack of um, maybe talent at the moment to, for Eber to come back. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I think he's got an enormous ego, arguably the largest sports ego. To exist ever in history. So <laughs> in it, I, it didn't surprise me, <laughs> or it, do, it doesn't surprise me. I'm just learning about this now from you, uh, but it's unsurprising that he wants to come back.
0: Uh, so, other major sports story I want to get your take on I see Sebastian Soto, U.S. men's national team player, Norwich City forward, younger guy, another up and coming talent out of the, the millions out there, it feels like these days. He told a story on a recent podcast about Serginho Dest, an even bigger up-and-coming star, or star already, you could argue, playing at Barcelona as they're starting right back. And his story was about how Dest, before games, just straight up eats a baguette. (laughs) Nothing on it, no butter, no nothing, and it's his way of carbo-loading. When they asked Dest about it, he said, hey, you got to load up on carbs. What do do you think about that? How does that how does that rate on the winter radar, the winter ranker? <laughs> it's bizarre, but I love it.
1: Um, I he, there must have been some moment in his life as a as a youth player, some coach, some figure he respected and looked up to told him, Eat this loaf of bread or like eat this because you're gonna play better because of all the carbohydrate and sugars and all that jazz. And he was like, Okay. <laughs> he must have had a great game after doing so, and now he's Eating baguettes in the Barcelona locker room, I imagine, <laughs> or on their bus. So it's 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 weird, wacky. I love
2: it. So it's a superstitious baguette, potentially.
1: Yeah, seems like it.
2: It's wild. Uh, I imagine you know places like Barcelona. Any top top tier club is very strict and regimented with what their players eat and sleep and how they live. They're they're literally just if they could, they'd be kept in boxes and then only opened. To be used for a game so if he if he's getting away with eating a baguette before a game i'm really curious because he's got no cloud on that team he's got no clout. He's, there's no way he can get away with anything he wants um so i'm curious i'm curious how that kind of discourse is is managing manifesting with the uh health science team makes me want to know everyone else's
0: pregame. Pre-game snacks or odd pregame snacks. Yeah. Cause that was, that was a pretty funny story to come out. That's, some good laughs had on the, uh, the podcast. It was on. Yeah. Some other results from world cup qualifiers in Conmebol, South America, top three teams right now. And theirs is a bit different. I don't know exactly how, but they've been playing matches over a longer period of time already. So top three teams are Brazil, Argentina and Ecuador, Chile, is much further down on the list. Colombia is much further down on the list. Venezuela, really interesting. I mean, so many solid sides in the the World Cup qualifiers coming from South America. Even Uruguay is fifth. Paraguay is fourth. Good for, for Paraguay with all these tough teams. So we'll see who comes out of South America. But Brazil, Argentina, looking like safe bets to be a problem at the World Cup again for other teams. And out of Asia, in the FIFA World Cup Asian qualifiers... We have Australia leading their group. We have Syria on top of their group. Iraq, Uzbekistan, Qatar, Japan, Vietnam, Turkmenistan. Wow, Turkmenistan in the in the World Cup, especially leading a group over South Korea right now, that would be something. Wow, that would be a story.
2: Quick, you go back to Syria. Did you just say yeah. Syria?
0: Yeah, they're they're on top of their group, undefeated, in a group with China and the Philippines as well. China's the strongest side. The other sides aren't as strong. And I also don't know how many sides make it out of the Asian world cup qualifiers into the actual world Mm -hmm. cup.
2: That,
0: that in itself is a storyline for me because,
1: you know, I think all, all three of us are somewhat aware that Syria is not, um, maybe a a top tier destination at the, at the moment they, they had, they're going through struggles of their own, uh, for sure. So I wonder if the team representing Syria is, is playing elsewhere. Um, but yeah, that's very cool. I, I love to hear
0: that. You're doing well. Those are great questions. Yeah. We'll have to keep an eye on all of the world cup qualifiers, especially when the U S gets up and going again for the world cup. But for right now, excited about the Olympics, excited about that game against Honduras tonight. We'll definitely tune in and hopefully they can get, get themselves a spot in the Olympics and a spot in the finals against Mexico, more importantly, a spot in the Olympics. But if they can have another final against Mexico, always exciting, even at the U 23 level. Yeah. I get out my chunkless. <laughs> We're gonna finish off with a quick game, new game, games we all love. This one is called Real or Fake, and it's on the theme of grunge bands. Thank you to Grunge Sponge. Grunge Sponge. First one, icy. Is this band real or fake? Flowerhead, out of Austin, Texas. Flowerhead.
1: Um, I'm getting Woodstock vibes, but in Texas.
0: Um, yes, real. That is real.
2: Nice, nice,
0: nice. nice. Secondly, Jones, tough haircut out of Boston, Massachusetts. Tough haircut. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a sick name.
2: <laughs> that's a really good name, but it's fake. Yeah, it's fake. Really, oh, that's a great name. Good job. Yeah.
0: Third, icy, sweet water, out of Seattle, Washington.
1: Eli, 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 did you pick Sweetwater because it's a brewery down in Atlanta or down in Georgia? Sweetwater Brewery? It is a
0: fake one, Eli. Don't try to play me. It's real and they're from Seattle, oh. Washington. Dang. Check them out. Fourth, Jones, Temple of the Sheep from Cork,
2: Ireland. Oh, it's so real. Very real. Triple down real. It's real. That's a real one. No, it's not. Fake. No. Fake.
0: Double fake. Temple of the Sheep. Temple of the Sheep. There's a there's another band called Temple of the Something Else that's real. Nice. But then neither are from Cork Island because neither exists. Well, one exists, not Temple of the Sheep. Fifth, Joan, Uh, I see. Shrieking Sirens out of LA, California. Yes. That is fake. Gosh darn it. You should have looked at
2: Eli's face after you read it. Yeah, it's unfair
0: because Jones has a visual <laughs> advantage. Yeah. All right, six, this Jones. Worked. Skin Yard out of Seattle, Washington.
2: Yes, that is that is real. Yeah, it's
0: real. Do you like listen
2: <laughs> to them? <You're> too confident. <laughs> <laughs> I was in, in looking up Grunge, oh, from grunge sponge. I ooh. happen to see Scrooge. Sc- that's the Cheat, one. He's cheating, everybody. Sorry. Well,
1: they're one of the top Grunge sponge bands. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> they're screen they're number reff- four. <laughs> screen four. You, you change it to,
0: to Skin Yard. <laughs> All right, two more. Icy bone fracture out of New Orleans, Louisiana.
1: <laughs> I just want it to be real. Yes, it's real. <laughs>
0: no, they're fake. <laughs> <Bone Aww. fracture. laughs> All right, and lastly, just peachy out of Jacksonville, Florida.
2: Just peachy. Just peachy. I'm gonna go fake.
0: That's fake. Okay, that's. Fake. I like. I like the idea though. <laughs> Skull Crusher. <laughs> Thanks for playing grunge bands, real or fake. And thanks for listening. If you stayed with us this long, you deserve a medal. <laughs> <laughs> a heavy medal. <laughs> we'll be back next week talking a lot more footy, everything footy, everything soccer, everything football, and everything life. And we'll see you next week. Bye. See you next week.